What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Friday Wrap-Up. My name is Jack Graham. And I'm Mac Rackers. And in this show, we wrap the week up with interesting facts, teachable moments, and fun things. Fun things, hey? Yes, fun things. So, I haven't got an analogy for you guys to start the episode off this week. I just had an interesting fact that Mac had in one of her lectures that she was talking about. Um, thought it was quite scary, but again, the more you know, the more you can act on these things. And it is, by 2025, so three years' time, one in three people are going to be considered obese. Hmm. So, I want you now to sit there and think of two other friends and one of you is going to be obese. And I know that metrics and everything they use, like the BMI and all that sort of stuff, is you know not the best thing to measure off, but it's still a scary fact. Even if it's not obese, it's overweight. Yeah. And, yeah, I sort of – I feel like I want to say this just so – like we always say, you can't really improve on something that you're not measuring or you don't know. Yeah. So, Maybe you could start measuring your health and you can improve on it and you cannot be one of those three. Just become aware, I guess. Yeah. Um, didn't you say something about longevity and programming the other day to me? Yeah. Um, it was in our group call, client group call. I brought it up. Um, so one of our clients brought up a podcast that was quite interesting. So Joe Rogan and Peter Atia. Mm-hmm. So Peter Atia is basically, he specializes in longevity, you could say, to make it very simplified and general. Um, but basically that means he just puts all his efforts and everything into improving life, but having longer life and good quality life so yes you're going to live for longer but it's also going to be good quality so you know you're going to be able to be active working out you know your brain functions working as it would when you're younger all the way through until you die so he sort of spoke about how what did he say i'll bring it up so to quote him again it's a bit of a long podcast joe rogan seems to carry on a lot these days a lot and sort of gets off topic but if you skip about an hour i think it is into the episode he says a program focused on strength muscle mass and cardiovascular health um will 5x your all-time all-cause mortality so you'll live for longer if you focus on a good program by five times wow yeah so basically he sort of breaks it down a little bit in the episode. So strength comes down to, as we get older, obviously you hear about it all the time, old people having falls, slips, trips, and breaking hips and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> um, strength comes down to obviously being a lot more stable on your feet and not falling. And if you do, you can catch yourself or you know, prevent yourself from falling super hard, You know, catch yourself on your hands in a push-up position, all that sort of stuff, and not break your wrist and all that. Yep. So that's where strength part of it comes into later on in life. Um, muscle mass, as we all know, as I always talk about, your muscles move your joints. So the better quality muscle, and not necessarily huge and big and bulky, but just good quality muscle around your joints is means your joints are going to be able to function properly mm-hmm. for a lot longer, and obviously that's going to cause a lot less issues. Um, and then cardiovascular 
fitness, obviously that's your heart, your lungs and everything like that. And that's obviously governs a lot. So he'd sort of, he sort of goes into it a lot deeper. So it's worth, if that sort of come, that is something that you're interested in, in improving, obviously you can hit us up for a good program and all that sort of stuff. But listen to the episode. Um, he sort of does go into how he trains for it, but he trains 10 hours a week. Yeah, that's a bit excessive. Yeah, so all I'd say, and I sort of had a little bit of a chat about this with the client, and it's like, you got to focus on what's important first and what you're lacking in. So, or I always say, build a good base of strength. So if you do fall, you do trip, anything like that, you can catch yourself. You're not going to get injured as much, all that sort of stuff, especially when you start adding in high intensity and all that sort of stuff, plyometrics. You're not going to injure yourself so you can continue training. So build strength. When you focus on strength, muscle just generally comes anyway, and then start building on your cardio base and improving that. And you don't have to be an elite level athlete. It's just a good quality mixture of all of them. Um, so, yeah, that was very interesting. Again, if it, that's something you're interested in, go listen to that podcast. It was Joe Rogan and Peter Atia. Um, yeah. Cool. That's about all I have. I feel like that's a pretty easy thing to work on as well, to make yourself live longer. Wasn't there something to do with smoking? Oh, yeah. So... Basically, a good program is that effective. Even if you smoke and drink, it is still going to reduce your all-cause mortality. So you get still going to live for longer. Yeah. So you don't have to quit everything that you enjoy. Yeah. As so such. You, you can still live a good life as long as you're, you know, got a good program and a good cardiovascular fitness. You can still do everything you love. Yeah. To an extent, obviously. Yeah. Um. But yeah, even he said there is no drug or supplement in the world that can that is as that is as effective as a good program. Yeah, wow, it's crazy. Yeah, right. but it makes sense. It does. Right. we are made to move. Made to move, and we are made to have muscle and function like that, and do all these movements. And when you do, your body appreciates it, appreciates it, and lives for longer. Yeah. Something else that we are made to do is. Um, in evolution, I guess, we evolved to eat food that is good, good in quotation marks, so food that's high in calories, Mm. you know, so like way back in the caveman days, I suppose, anything that was high in calories we were drawn to because we needed the energy because food was scarce. Um, So just something that came up in my lecture was how because of that, our environment affects how the food we eat and how much we eat like so much i feel so much more than we not even know Mm. so the lecturer was talking about how um the environment triggers us to eat so i guess and the time of the day so like lunchtime breakfast um the lunch break room watching tv sitting on the bus like all of those things trigger you to eat whereas light and that like morning yeah like the sun sun comes up and sun goes down yeah so whereas back in the day we would only eat food that we could get at whatever time we could get it Mm. and also like on the environment side of it we're hardwired to we see a cupcake and it's high in calories we're hardwired to want to eat it one because it's sweet and we like it and two because it's high in calories and we 
essentially want the energy yeah. or our brain tells us that we need the energy when we might not need all of the energy because these days that type of high calorie food is everywhere whereas like I don't know what word to use in the olden days yeah well you go back even a couple hundred years if you like when you just had farms and all that sort of stuff for food yeah if you come across a bee's nest and you could get honey yeah. It's very calorie dense, so it was very sought after and very rare yeah. to get it, especially because the high risk of getting stung and, do- and dying um, was a brisk. But now you can go to the supermarket and get honey. Yeah. Like so, sort of like first the long like you know thousands of years we were conditioned to go after those sweet things, and we associate life and long like you know living longer with those sweet things because it gave us so many calories. Yeah. But now. It's everywhere. Everywhere. And you can't escape it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, which, yeah, it's just, it blows my mind because I feel like a lot of people don't think of the environment as the problem. A lot of people think is the pro- think of the problem as like self-control. And I feel like a lot of people blame overweight people for being overweight. Like they chose to be overweight. They chose to eat all that food when really you just being influenced by your environment which is manipulated to make you eat more food by more processed higher calorie foods um yeah so one study that they spoke about was putting um people (laughs) in a cave i don't know why they chose to put them in a cave they could have just done it in like a bland plain room but anyway they put people in a cave um fed them a meal and then waited to see how long it was until they were hungry because mm. they didn't have the cue of it being 12 o'clock or their co-workers being in the break room or the smell of donuts. They didn't have any cues for yeah, hunger. so there's no light, there's no nothing, there's yeah. no probably minimal artificial light and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so they had no idea, like, the time of the day and the environment was not stimulating at all. Mm-hmm. Um and they didn't get hungry at 12, obviously. Yeah. Um, they got hungry many hours later and it was their f- they got physically hungry. So they weren't like emotionally or mentally hungry. They Their stomach was growling. Yeah. So it's just like crazy to think about how much the environment can trigger you to think you're hungry or mm. like tell you, oh, it's time to eat. This is when we usually eat. Like go get lunch. I don't care if you're hungry or not. Yeah. Whereas when you have no stimulants, it's just like you don't get hungry until your stomach tells you, not rather than your mind telling you that you're hungry. And I feel like everywhere you look, there is signs to eat food. Yeah. Like there's takeaway, there's on TV, your phones, like there's always food on Instagram, whether it's advertising or just somebody eating something. Like it's just everywhere. It's everywhere. Um, the US government actually spent two point, oh, sorry, not two, $4.2 billion a year on advertising for just fast food. So not food, fast food, so takeaway. billion a year. Far out. Right? And then you're seeing food everywhere, and these days it's acceptable to eat everywhere. So you can eat in a meeting, you can eat on the train, in the car, like at your desk, in front of the TV, whereas like not even 100 years ago, it was mostly only acceptable to eat at the table with your family. Yeah, I feel like that was only... 40 years ago. Yeah. If that. So now you can eat, not only is, are you seeing food everywhere, not only is food super high in calories and easy to get, now you can eat it everywhere. 
At any time. At any time of the day. Any time. Which is just crazy. Yeah. And that, I guess that comes down to like why we encourage everybody or, and all of our clients that sign up to count calories, just so you're aware of yeah. how, how much you're actually putting in your body. Yeah, because you don't learn it in school. You don't learn like about calories. I don't remember learning about calories in school. No, you don't. It's just a food pyramid. Yeah. Which is way off. <laughs> but most packaged food isn't on the food pyramid. <laughs> so what are you supposed to do with it? Yeah. Anyway, but I just thought that that related back nicely to the um, one in three obesity thing because it's easy to yeah accidentally. I want to say accidentally, but and th- and that's why we say these sort of stuff and bring up these studies so you can actually start being aware of your habits and your environment and what you triggers you to eat. Yeah. Next time you see a like food advertising sign, just recognize if you want that food. And if you really want to know, count your calories for a week or two. Yeah. And then you'll be surprised of how much is actually going in or not going in. Um, I just want to bring up, we don't really watch TV, but we do watch YouTube and there are ads on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. So we aren't exposed to, I guess, advertising as much as the everyday person. But when we do see those ads, like later that day or even the next day, I'll be like, man, I feel like a pizza or like... KFC, but I don't actually want KFC. I more feel like fried chicken of some sort. Yeah. When I haven't really been around those foods, I haven't eaten those foods for years, but because I saw an ad for it two days prior or a day prior, I'm like, oh, man, I could really go for that. Yeah. So just, I don't know, be aware of your surroundings. Yep. Cool. Um, one last thing that I wanted to talk about, because it is Christmas time and we don't haven't really acknowledged it yet, I suppose we did on Tuesday, actually. We did a really good podcast on Tuesday about surviving Christmas and Christmas yeah, Day. definitely go back and have a listen to that one. Um, but I have been talking with a lot of people about Christmas movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I put a question box up on my Instagram for suggestions, and there were so many suggestions. Mm. Um, and everyone's like, please share the answers. So I'm just going to give my top three favourite Christmas movies in case anybody out there isn't a Grinch like Jack and wants to watch Christmas movies. <laughs> um, so my first one would definitely be... Actually, um, it's a tie. I don't know if it's The Holiday, which is when these two women swap houses and lives, mm-hmm. or Love Actually, mm. which is a classic, right? Mm. And it follows a few different couples and stuff, and then they all meet the end. I feel like Love Actually is my top Christmas movie. Yeah. Mm, it's a good one. It is. Um, it's just different. Mm. Like, it's a different plot, you know? Like, it, And it has that British humour in it. Yes, that's what I... If anyone has British humour, Christmas movies, tell me, because I love them. Yeah. Um, My third one was going to be Harry Potter, mm-hmm. because it is set at Christmas a lot of the time, but... I feel like it's just that long, it's Christmas is in it. Like, they cover a year at a time yeah. type thing. Well, exactly. That's why it can be classified <laughs> as a Christmas movie. Um, I feel like a good one to watch every Christmas, you can sort of do them in order or something like that, is Die Hard. Ugh, I knew you were going to say that. Every Like, that was probably the most popular Christmas movie in my question box. <laughs> like, what the heck, people? It's a good Christmas movie. Um, but if you agree or disagree, make sure you screenshot this and put it on your Instagram stories. Put your three, top three Christmas movies. Give us some ideas and tag us in it so we can see it and we'll share it with our community as well. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, and you've only else? got two. I can't, it's hard to think of a Christmas movie on the spot. The Grinch. 
It's your movie. No, it's a bad movie. I don't, I, <laughs> it is a bad I don't movie. even think I've I seen it. I hate his hairy fingers. This mm. is so long. Um, yeah, okay, fine. I'll try and think of one for next week. But next week we have got Q&As. Um, so next week we're just answering questions. So make sure you tune in for that one. Uh, hit subscribe, follow wherever you are. Um, and if you've got any questions, make sure you head over to our Instagram. Just keep an eye on our stories. We are putting up question boxes. You can put in your questions and we'll answer them next week. Yep. We've already got a couple of good ones in ready for next week. doesn't have to be necessarily health and fitness. Anything we talk about or anything at all. Yeah. Put it in the question box and we'll answer it next week. Um, I did want to finish. Have you got your phone there? Yep. I just did. I just give everybody a little thing to think of. I feel like at the moment millions and billions and trillions just get thrown around and risk because it, you just hear a billion it's just like yeah whatever don't really know how much that is but it's just like because you don't you've never actually seen a billion yeah, things yeah. you don't know how many it is so bring up Google mm-hmm. type in how long is a million seconds and you'll be surprised the difference and it just gives you an idea of how much a billion is because I feel like we billions just get sort of thrown around like yeah it's just a billion bucks billion dollars whatever oh as in for the government spending 4.2 billion dollars on advertising yeah so how many so a million seconds is 12 days yeah now type in a billion seconds so 12 days it takes for a million seconds to pass and then what the that's what i mean like crazy isn't it the difference one billion seconds is 31.69 years yeah so we went from a couple of days, or just or just under two weeks, to 31 years is the difference. That's how much difference the money is. Or 11,574 days. Yeah. What the Now, now type in a trillion. How many, like, and I feel like people just see, you know, the government spent $4.2 billion on advertising, and it's just like, we dismiss that, but that is a lot of money. Like, it's huge. And I know there's more billionaires out there than ever before and all that sort of stuff. And I feel like it just gets thrown around. You don't actually know how much it is. It says 31,000 years. Isn't that the last? Wasn't that a a billion, though? Yeah. A zillion? 31? (laughs) Oh, no, that's the same. A billion. Yeah. So 31,000 years is a billion. Yeah. So you go from In 11 days to 31 to 31 years. That's how how big it is, like how different it is. Oh, wait, so 31,000. Oh, so a billion was 31 years. Oh. And a trillion is 31,000 years. What? Yeah. So even that, like... Wow. It's, That's crazy. Yeah, just just gives you a little... I heard that the other day. I'm like, yeah, it just gives you a bit more of an insight of how... How much a billion is. And how much money... It actually is. And the difference between a million and a billion. Yeah. It's huge. Crazy. All right, cool. Let you guys sort of have that and sink sink that in for a little bit. And we'll wrap it up there. Hope you all have a good weekend. And again, make sure you hit subscribe, follow, so you don't miss an episode. And we'll talk to you all again next week. Tuesday. Bye.